So we drove up to uh, Cleveland, and our first day, our average fish was seven pounds. So we knew we were in the right fish, and we just decided to fish there. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Hook One Pod. Hey, we're here at Hook One Bait and Tackle in the studio. As always, I'm Pete. And I'm Louie. Louie's back. What's up, bro? What's going on, dude? A lot of fishing. Full time, yeah. Hunting season's done. Hunting season's done. Um, A lot of deer. Yeah. A lot of ducks. That's for another episode, because this episode, we've got a great guest with us. Um, We've got Captain Craig Tipton with us. Craig, what's going on, brother? How are you? Another day. Another day. Waiting to go fishing. That's it, man. It's a little too windy to be out on the water, so um, you're kind of in your break from running down to Erie, uh, so we decided today would be a good day to sit down and, and talk a little fishing. Yeah, perfect. So, Craig, why don't you let our uh, listeners, viewers, whoever's out there, however you're listening to us, why don't you let them know a little bit about yourself, um, who you are, where you're at, kind of where your home waters are at, and all that fun stuff. Yep, so my name's Craig Tipton, uh, Captain Craig Tipton. I've had Captain there you captain license for a couple of years now something i did uh i, I don't know why i did it i did it uh future You'll never look back dude <laughs> it's my retirement plan honestly maybe i can go fishing when i'm done with all this other business <laughs> but, uh, i'm also a master plumber uh mechanical contractor license i've been doing that almost 30 years and uh, i've owned a business for going on 14 years this spring will be 14 years and it's uh it's fun it's busy it pays the bills it's a great trade to be in if there's any guys out there looking. Um, it's been fantastic for me, and it's actually taken me a long way, and it's allowed me to do what I like to do, which is hunting fish, just like you guys. So, That's it, man. And how, how, do, you, how do you do that? Because I got to juggle that kind of <laughs> the restaurant and the charter thing, and now we've got the bait shop, and the, it's tough, ain't it? it? It is. So I had a boss for quite a few years that always told me, if you don't stop all this hunting and fishing, you're never going to be successful. Ugh. And I thought, well, you know, and, and I flat out told him, I don't need a $2 million house. My wife doesn't need a new Escalade every year. Yeah, it's the truth. I, I, we live well, we're fine. You know, we, we make plenty of money and I just, I like to enjoy life. So I, I make time for it. And I, and I say, no, that was the other, my old boss could never say no to anybody. And I don't have a problem with it. I, I take on as much work as I want. And uh, there's times where we work way too much and yeah. if we're not working, I'm, hanging out with my family or going fishing so and that's what it's about dude that's what it's about there's there's a lot of things you can't put a price tag on we talk about that all the time i tried telling this guy he's need to stop hunting and fishing as much as he does but (laughs) that's probably never gonna stop no what are you gonna do what are you gonna do i so i spent a lot of years as a deer hunter and if you would have asked me if i was more of a deer hunter or a fisherman i would have told you i was more of a deer hunter it was my passion my entire life growing up i Started hunting when I was a young kid and, and fishing, but yeah. I just really enjoyed it. And now my wife said to me the other day, she's like, boy, you've kind of flipped the pages here. And I'm, I would way rather fish than hunt. And that's, I don't know. I, I think it has a lot to do with the friends that I hang out with and the guys I fish with versus anymore. Hunting involves me getting in my truck, driving 30 minutes to go hunt by myself and come home by yeah. myself. It, it wasn't always like that. It used to be pick up a buddy, go to some random farm and hunt all day. So, yeah. Well, and you're, you're in the industry as well, and we're going to get kind of into that, but you work with other companies, you do the charter fishing and stuff. Yeah. We, we talk about it all the time. It's some of the greatest people we've ever met have That's been true. through spending the day on a boat together or spending the day at one of the fishing shows or whatever. 
there's some not that there's not quality people in the hunting industry but it's it, you're kind of on your own right you're sitting yeah. in a tree by yourself maybe a camera guy right yeah you can't <laughs> so it's like the tree stand it doesn't work out no, no you're not going to get anything done um yeah. so it, it's really cool fishing you get to meet a lot of really cool people and and you know we get to meet a lot of people through the industry itself with people that own companies like i said we'll dive into that but also the customers that we get to take out yeah for sure it, yeah it no comes, i uh... I, I do my share of it. I don't do a lot of charters yet. My goal is to 10 years from now, maybe slow down on the plumbing thing and, and uh, maybe enjoy some time. Yeah. Know, take my weekends to fish, just run some trips. I, I enjoy talking to people and meeting people. Show season's coming and that's, I love it. I love standing there all day long, just talking to people. I really like yeah. it. Yeah, like dude, it. we are so stoked. We are pumped. <laughs> what were you going to say? It comes full circle. Like even at the fishing shows, like, you go fishing with a couple of guys every once in a while and then hunting season rolls around and you're standing in the corn shooting ducks with everybody. Yeah. Everybody right. from the fishing shows and then springtime rolls around and you're out catching walleyes again. Yeah. I mean, it's, that's the beauty about living in Michigan. Craig, where are you at over in Michigan? Cause you're, well, in, you're one of our friends from the West side. Yeah. I've been playing well. So I'm South of Grand Rapids, just North of Kalamazoo about 15 minutes. So um, I didn't grow up here. I grew up East of here in Scotts, which is on I-94. Yeah. So just east of Kalamazoo, essentially. Um, but we moved over here because my wife is from the Holland area. Okay. So halfway between her parents and my parents, and we've been here quite a few years, and that's where we're at. Any salmon fishing, or is it mainly walleye fishing for you? Yeah, so I spent a lot of years salmon fishing, a lot. Yeah, I, fish, I would think so. I fished the tournament trail from, from uh, New Buffalo all the way to Traverse City for years. Fished them all. Won a couple of them. Uh, won the pro division one time on the Dreamweaver in Ludington. So, oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, hell yeah. I fished with Pete Rubianis the last year he was alive on the Dreamweaver, only because the boat we were on blew a motor and we had no ride. And uh, Roger Bogner, the owner of Dreamweaver, invited us to fish with him. So we fished the pro division and won. It was awesome. <laughs> what would a tournament be if you didn't have any major setbacks? Yeah, for sure. So I, I've done a lot of that. Um I did that for a lot of years. When I started my plumbing business, I had a 26-foot boat sitting in my driveway and a okay. workman. And I had to decide which one to take every morning. So I had to sell the boat. Yeah, sir. <laughs> on the plumbing for a few years and then slowly built back into where I'm at now with fishing. And I, I got into walleye fishing back then because it was pretty easy. I could have a small boat and not a whole lot of money into it. And right. Where that started. So. Well, yeah, now look where we're at with not a lot of money into it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, dude, I, it's just crazy, and it's like, it I don't is. know, I don't know. It's gotta, it's gotta chill out at some point. I really needed to win one of those new boats at the at the slam or the brawl, but I didn't. So, yeah, man. So let's let's talk a little bit about that because we we kind of hinted at it. You've been spending a ton of time uh, down on Erie. How's the fishing been, and and what what's kind of been the program down there for you guys? Yeah, it's really good. Uh, we left Thanksgiving night. My uh, Jason Julian and uh, my buddy Scott Matei and I we left Thanksgiving night uh, like we did last year, and went right to Huron and started talking to some people. And our our goal was to actually go to fish Cleveland the first day, which is about a forty five minute drive from Huron, but. We made the drive. It's, you know, for guys that live on this side of the state, it's not 45 minutes a short drive to get to Lake Erie. So we drove up to uh, Cleveland, and our first day, our average fish was seven pounds. So we knew we were in the right fish, and we just decided to fish there every day. So we drove to Cleveland every day from Huron, yeah. and, uh, and it was fun. And, and the guys in Huron were catching big numbers of fish, but they were four- and five-pound average with an yeah. occasional nine-pounder. 
are facing seven pound average with an occasional nine pounder. So, um, it, and it was just a lot of running walleye nation reapers on snap weights or bandits. Uh, actually big Husky jerk 14s were doing really well on good fish. So yeah, big so, baits. Many fish, so many fish. It's, it's kind of ridiculous, but it was a lot of fun. We caught 50 to hundred fish a day and just, you cycle through that many fish, you think you come up with a 12 pounder, but. <laughs> and you think, you think about it too. Like you're in that right, you're in the white, right weight class of fish. And I, like, there's big fish yeah. everywhere out there, but yes. you go to weigh one of those bags in a tournament any day of the week, you're in the money anywhere and in these tournaments, derby <laughs> style, heaviest fish. It's like, yeah. you're struggling to crack the top 10. Yeah. So our, our last day, we decided to stay right in Huron because the boat launch is across the street from the hotel. Mm -hmm. um, and I think it was 11 o'clock. You had to weigh in if you're going to weigh a fish in on the last morning. So we stayed right in here on, we went out, it was foggy. We started fishing before dark or before daylight. And uh, right. we started pulling fish immediately. And I mean, we were right in front of the pier heads and it got daylight and it was pretty rough, big seven, six, seven foot rollers. And we went to make a turn. And I think our, our inside boards were just at a standstill. They literally weren't moving. The middle one went underwater. So I, you know, oh. grabbed the rod, started reeling it in. It's our biggest fish of the entire nine days. It was 10.2 pounds. Straight we across the street from the house. house. One pound out of one pound away from eight thousand bucks. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> isn't that that's crazy? No, it, it was and that, right that was, across the street from the house. Yeah, it it was a lot of fun. So, but yeah, that was just a lot of pulling cranks. We went out and uh, we fished at night. We did some casting uh, with forward-facing sonar and some different uh, yep different baits, and and it was okay. It produces fish, but I, it, it's hard to it's hard to pass on reeling in a eight pounder on a on a good rod with a lot of treble hooks in them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like and covering as much water. Right. Right. So then last weekend, uh, I went out of Monroe, just went over there for fun for the day and same deal. It took us, I don't know, hour to find the fish, but when we found them, I think at one point there was, we had nine rods out. We had seven fish on at once. Oh, it, and it was, I, I get a little heated. I get a little heated sometimes when that's happening, especially when my crew is acting like they've never done it before. <laughs> Uh, well, we, had fun. we had fun and we got done and actually we, we pulled our limit had a guy that really hasn't done that on the boat he's a builder that i do a lot of plumbing for okay and i told him i said i'm gonna i'm gonna cast this out some of these fish they're all on the bottom the big schools of them in there once we found them so i'm gonna cast this out and we're gonna see how it goes and and the other guy knows damn well what's gonna happen he, he knows for sure i'm gonna start <laughs> hooking fish the, but the builder he's like ah yeah well he said well we'll see how that goes and apparently goes is the word that really gets them going because instantly fish on. And he said, you got to be kidding me. I said, just get the net, Fred, get the net. So yep. he nets the fish and he's messing around getting out of the net. By the time he put the net back in the rod holder, I had another one. Dude. <laughs> and he's like, are you serious? Like, Holy I told you. Cow. It, it's, it's instant. And when you're looking at him on forward facing sonar and you can see him. Yeah. It, it, it's not fair. They don't have a what? chance. No, and when they're fired up like that too, like all you gotta do is get a bait in the zone. It's <laughs> oh my god. We spent all year doing that, honestly. Oh, I I have the owner of uh, Church Tackle Planer Board Company on my boat with me all year, and his wife was mad at me because all we did was cast we cast blind baits all year. Hey, that's we need more people like you out there getting jig sticks in the people's hands. <laughs> well, I tell you, I think it's coming because the technology is there, and when you can see the fish and throw to them. It's so interactive and fun that it, people, like I did a lot of seminars the last two years on forward-facing sonar. I talked to yeah. a lot of clubs and gone to a lot of different places. 
And a lot of people are like, eh, I'm not going to spend the money. I'm not doing that. And then I'll go see them the next year and a show of hands. And all of a sudden, they're, all their hands are up. And, and so what do you think? And I had a lot of people say it's the most fun fishing I've ever had. Yeah. Because it's interactive. You're, it's like you're playing a game. And it, everybody calls it a video game. It kind of is for adults. It, it's addicting. It, it is, is addicting. addicting. When, you can catch, when you can catch your limit in about 10 minutes versus trolling for a while. I, Hours, maybe? You know what I mean? Hours. I will say you tend, it seems to me that you're catching the bigger fish trolling on days, but I think you can target fish too. You know, if you're just trying right. to catch fish is one thing, you can target bigger fish if that's what you're after too with, with live scope. Live scope is addicting when you see a school of fish down there and then you just see one big one sitting <laughs> off to the side <laughs> and sure. it just engulfs your bait. For sure. We, especially because uh, we... you can see how they're acting. You know what I mean? Oh. Like, there's times where you'll drop a color down, and they'll, like, at least in the river, they'll come up to the color, but they'll just hang out. And then right. you'll reel up, you'll switch colors, drop that other color back down, and boom! It's like, it pins it to the bottom, and it's like, oh, this is, like, this is the right one here. Right. So, we were, this weekend, we were also trolling, and I had the live, so I have live scope on my trolling motor in the front of the boat. So, yeah. also, I'd walk up the front of the boat and just look, and I'd, I'd scan left and right. Well, I scanned left, and there was a huge school of walleyes to the left of us, about 60 feet and I told my builder friend, who's not a live scope guy, I said, see that boat next to us? They're about to get one on their outside board. He said, how do you know that? I said, dude, they're so, I said, matter of fact, we're probably going to get them on our second and third board here in a minute. Yeah. And I'm not kidding. There goes his outside board. There goes our third board. There goes our second board. And he said, are you serious? I'm like, yeah, dude, you can look around and see them. And sometimes mm -hmm. you'll see them 150 feet away, head that way. I mean, yeah. There's a lot of uses to it, and we could spend an hour talking about that, so we don't want to do that. But it's, if, if guys don't have that and you're listening to this, look up one of the seminars. Come see me this year somewhere and listen. Yes. It is so much fun, and it's well worth having. It's just as addicting to talk about as it is to use it, to be honest, <laughs> to be honest with you. It's really – It's fun. It's because yeah. it's so unique. Like, everybody uses it differently, and depending where you're fishing, you're using it differently. Like – we saw you guys in the river this year. It's totally different on the river because all yeah. those fish are on the bottom. So unless you know what you're looking at, they're like crawling on the bottom. And then all of a sudden you'll see one shoot off the bottom as you lift oh. your jig off. And it's like, whoa. Or like, well, right now until about April, you'll see schools of salmon come through on the live scope. And if you're fishing the bottom, you're never going to catch them. But if you bring your jig up five foot, you know, it makes all the difference. Yeah, we spent we so we spent a lot of year and we'll talk about the walleye club, but we spent a lot of year fishing inland lakes around the state. And a lot of these lakes we fish, there's big schools of walleyes suspended over deep water. And yeah. for the entire life of our walleye club, twenty seven or twenty eight years they've been around, it's been a trolling bite. They troll for them with crawler harnesses up high in seventy foot water. Well, guess what? Holy cow! You yeah, throw a... and don't let it go through them. You can no. catch them suspended all day long on a jig. And it, yep. It is a riot. When you see a school of 50 walleyes and you're 90 feet away and you chuck a, a glide bait at them, oh, <laughs> it's crazy. It's, dude, and watching them react like that, too, has got to be so cool watching them chase oh, that bait. So fun. So fun. So we went out anyway. Thursday or Monday. Was it Monday? Monday. And it was like ice fishing them. It was like you'd see right. one come in. It would stare at it, stare at it, stare <laughs> at it. You lift it up, lift it up, lift it up, and it was like pop. And then you yep. set the hook. Every yep. single one. I love it on the charters because for like us, my clients are like, what is this? And I'm like, well, it's going to show you when fish are down there. And they're like, well, what's that look like? And I'll show them. And they're like, no, there's no way that's fish. And I'm like, why? And it's always, well, because they would bite. No, yeah. 
Welcome to fishing. <laughs> it's like, I, I wish it worked. My wife, she won't even, when we go fish, you can ask Louie, when we go fish, she only fishes the back of the boat. She hates, she hates seeing how many fish are down there. She's like, it's just, she's like, it's just there to bother you. I'm like, well, no, yeah. It's, crazy. yeah. Until you especially, out. yeah. Cause I mean, there's just days, like, especially if you get, you know, over here, if you get a clean, a day with some clear water, high sun, mm-hmm. they're not going to bite. No matter what you do, they're not going to bite. You're just going to see them down there. Mm-hmm. Um, but let's talk a little bit about the walleye club. So you were, you were a part of, still are a part of the West Michigan walleye club. I was fortunate enough to come over there and do a, a jigging seminar. I met all of you guys over there. Um, dude, I love your guys' club. I love what you guys do. Why don't you talk about it a little bit for us? For us. Yeah, so um, the West Michigan Wally Club, I've been a member there for roughly eight years, I would say. Uh, maybe seven years. I don't know. I lose track of time because it's so much fun. But um, I immediately got on the board of directors over there because it's yep. such a good group of people. And uh, they asked me to do it. Brian Bice, Captain Brian asked me to join the club when he was president or join the board. And I did. And I became his vice president. And then I moved into the president. And the big thing about the West Michigan Wally Club is we have eight tournaments, seven or eight tournaments a year, usually one every month, starting in April, all the way through November. And we travel all around the state. Um, our Wally Club's always uh, uh, been proud to say that we're a learning or a teaching group. Uh, we have no entry fees in our tournaments. We have no payout in our tournaments. It's all for fun. And at the end of every tournament, the top five teams will stand right there and tell you how they caught their fish, where they caught their fish, what colors, how deep, what to look for. And for a lot of guys that are just learning, like like all of us every day, if you're not learning something, right? A lot of yeah. guys that are just learning need to take that information and go out on Sunday and put it to use and and, and learn that, right? It's the best way to learn things. And uh a lot of people at first are like, wow, you, there's no money? No, it's it's really for fun. Now we do have a point system and a Angler of the Year award. And mm-hmm. uh, I've been a part of that. I won that a couple years ago. And then uh, my friend Jason won it this year. I fished with him every tournament this year except Detroit River because I was fishing the Michigan Wally Tour that day. Otherwise, I would have had Angler of the Year again this year too. But um, it, it's just a lot of fun. It's a lot of good competition. Uh uh, the Wallet Club has roughly 300 members. Um, a lot of those guys, I think, sign up and pay the $35 a year just to get our newsletter. Because yes. after every tournament, the top 10 people will report how they did. And you can have that for $35 a year for all these different lakes. And it, honestly, it's a lot of good information if you're a guy that wants to travel around and learn different things. So it's a good group. Uh, we'll have you know, anywhere from 20 to 35 boats show up to a tournament. So it's not a huge event ever, but it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. You know, that's the one thing that turned this thing around. That's the one thing that I learned from uh, when you guys were coming over here and I was talking to some of the guys that come over here and fish it is like, they're like, no, no entry fees, no payouts. And mm-hmm. it's crazy to me because I mean, how far for you, for you to get to Marine city, it's probably all three hours. Three hours. Yep. Yeah. So it's like these guys are going over here and doing it, and they're they're literally doing it for the love of the sport, for fun. Because every for time you bring up a derby or a tournament, it's like, well, how much money's involved? And it's right. like, man, you don't realize the more money you put on the line, the more likely you are going to have to do things that you don't want to do. Yeah, um, and here, here's the thing. I spent all those years salmon fishing, right, for, yeah. money, for money. On tournament day, you lie to your best friend. You're telling them where you're <laughs> catching them, what you're catching them. You just don't. I mean, it's no. But in this walleye club, their guys will call me on tournament day. I'll tell them exactly what I'm doing. I don't 
A, I, a, I like the competition. I like fishing right next to people. I love it. Yes. But take the competition, and I, don't, I want other people to succeed. And that's honestly how you make a lot of good friends, and you get a lot of good network set up. And sharing information to me is – that's a big part of being who I am anyway and getting to where you go is just being that guy. I, I don't mind. Yeah. It's There's a reason that you're sitting on the other end talking to us, man, because it's like you, you believe yeah. that, and it's like we see that, and there's – like that's, we talk about all the time. You're only as good as your network. And like for you guys traveling around the state, fishing all these different bodies of water, you've got, like you just said, you've got anywhere from 20 to 35 different boats fishing a different body of water. Everybody's probably doing something different, fishing somewhere different. Yeah. What better knowledge is that when you want to take your family or you want to go on a guy's trip to say Burton sure. Mullet Lake? Well, sure. we were there last year and we fished these spots and had this kind like, it is so valuable. Like forget the money. You know what I mean? Like you're learning so much and you can go do so much with that now. And you can pass that information on. Yeah. How many people do you meet like at those tournaments at different lakes? You probably meet a ton of people. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. A lot of of the local people, they, they hear about tournaments coming to town and they're all, and they grumble until they hear there's no money and and it's a big event. And then, you know, they're pretty receptive to us and uh, places like Hubbard Lake. Have you ever been to Hubbard Lake? I've not fished it. Up by Alpena. Yep. So it's phenomenal. It, it's full of walleyes. And it, I'm talking three, I think the last couple of years, we had a three and a half pound average. They're, they're good fish. And it's yeah, that's phenomenal. 12,000 acre lake or something. I go up there with the family every year for a week. We get a, we rent a cabin and we just stay there. And I, what a better place to bring a boat and just be every day. Oh. And the fishing is excellent. It's just really good. So well, that's that, the thing. I've never known that without this club. No, and that's the thing. We're going to touch on it here in a minute, kind of your opportunities over there. But you think walleye fishing in Michigan, it's Saginaw Bay, it's Detroit River, it's Lake Erie. Right. And then, you know, we kind of sprinkle it. But it, it's really – and it's because those places are like your factories. But, you know, I'll kind of dive into it right now. I'll, I'll let you guys toot your own horn. But you guys put a, a ton of research and money into raising walleyes. Yes. To make those fisheries over there way better. Yeah, so we have uh, – we volunteer our time – uh, and, and help the DNR raise walleyes. In the last couple of years, I think this year we were around 9,000 walleyes that we raised. The year before, I think we were just over 10,000 walleyes. And I'm talking four to six inch, seven inch fish. So they have a good survival rate. And uh, yep. uh, the guy that did it, uh, rest in peace, Al Davis, he was our guy for years. He just passed away this year uh, unexpectedly, uh, which was a huge blow to everybody, of course, his wife and family. Yeah, it's tough. Huge blow to this, but we've had some guys step up, some older guys in the club that have been helping him for years, and they're going to keep it going. And it's a it's a fantastic thing. And those fish, they end up, you know, Grand Rapids area to the north and to the south, surrounding areas, you know, and the DNR puts them where they put them. We don't have any say in that. Oh, yeah. Um, kind of wish we did sometimes. But, I but, know. But they, they do their job, and, and we have guys that volunteer their time all year, you know, all summer long raising these fish and raising minnows for the fish. And it's a, it's a great thing. That's so, man, that's super cool. So like what kind of, I obviously Muskegon has some giant walleyes in there, but what other kind of opportunities are over there for you guys that maybe we don't know about over here say? Yeah. So Muskegon Lake, just North of Muskegon is white Lake. It's not fished as much, but it's can be just as good as Muskegon. It also goes right into Lake Michigan. Um, and then a lot of the river systems, mm-hmm. I mean, you've got the Kalamazoo river pretty close to where I live phenomenal walleye fish. And I just, yeah. 
putting my 400 Verado in there because I like it too much. <laughs> but but Kalamazoo River, uh, Grand River, the St. Joe River, all all some of the biggest walleyes. Actually, this walleye right here came out of the Kalamazoo River. Steelhead fishing no, in the fall. I was just about to say. Yeah, it's always the steelhead fishermen. Yeah, every yeah. time I caught that a long time ago. St. Joe River, some of the biggest ones I ever caught, and it was always the day after season closed down there steelhead fishing. But um, some of the other bodies of water, like uh, Lake Makatawa, anything that's connected to Lake Michigan, to a point, will get a will get yep. a push of fish in it. Um, Hardy Pond is one of the uh, places we fish every year in the fall, and that's part of the Muskegon River. It's an impoundment. It's dammed up on both ends okay. and hardy pond is our uh our ntc qualifier so if you want to fish in the national team championship that's our qualifier every year is hardy pond in october and it's a i didn't realize that it's, it's a tough place to fish it can be rough a lot of snags and and it's for for myself anyway it's a it's a jig and rat bite yep uh, but a lot of stumps and a lot of trees and of course here we go again forward facing sonar you can drop a jig in a tree and not get stuck in it and watch the not meet it. But anyway, um, so Hardy Pond's really good. That that's really good in the opener. I'm sure it's good throughout the year. It has its days. I think it gets pretty busy with boaters. But in the fall, come October, November, fantastic fishing. Really good. And then they're not big fish, uh, but good fishing nonetheless. Right. And then close to me here, I've got Gun Lake, which just a small, small lake close to me is really yeah. good in the early early right in opener all the way through july oh and, that's awesome and i i'll do that well buddies and i'll go over there on a wednesday night after work and just fish for a few hours and pull 10 or 12 walleyes and it's a lot of fun yeah it's pretty hard to beat it yeah, is we don't go ahead we, we don't have many of those no, that's the thing dude we don't have like i would i want to go fish inland lake walleye so bad because like i i'm about sick of great lake walleyes after mm -hmm. after so long <laughs> You learn a lot. You got to work for them, and you learn a lot doing it. You really do yeah. a lot of different techniques and ways to catch them. But yeah, and you just get to, like you said, you get to fish water and go places that you know you might not usually get to go. And that's one thing um, that our listeners and our viewers have always told us: they love hearing other places to go target these fish, whether they're going to go spend the weekend with the wife somewhere, yeah. or like they want to go on a guy's trip. It's like, shoot, man, go. Go up to Hubbard. You know what I mean? Go try one of those fisheries. Hubbard and Mullet are fantastic places. And a lot of guys go there, but that that's yeah. That's unreal. The perch fishing on Burt and Mullet Lake and the walleye fishing at the same time in the falls. Hard to beat. What else is over on Burt and Mullet, Louie? A lot of bass. <laughs> lot I think of, Well, let's see, I ran a bass charger there one time. You know how many bass we caught? Zero. Well that's how <laughs> and if you would and if you would have went and ran a walleye trip, you'd have caught ten bass. For sure. We were trying to <laughs> bass and it did not go well. Those guys the guys got to the dock and they said, Listen, we don't want to catch a lot of bass. We just want to No, we don't care if we catch any big ones, we just want to catch a lot. And it's like, oh boy, this is gonna be a long time. Oh, tame your expectations, my guys. You, you guys know how to drop shot? Because that's probably what we're gonna do, and we don't even know how to do it. But no, it was uh, we Is were we, that day, <laughs> we were just talking about that, like trying when it's bass season and you're trying to teach someone how to drop shot, and they don't really know how to cast. And it's like, no, you got to set it on the ground, but you don't lift it up off the ground. You drag it along the ground, but no, you don't give it any slack line. It's like, good luck. No, that's a, yeah, that's a, whole um, but those, 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 some of those lakes are just, they're, they're awesome. 17,000 acres. They're giant, giant lakes. That's nuts. Some yeah. of the, like, high school bass fishing we go to some of those lakes and we catch more walleye than we would bass 
right? Yeah. You pull up to a, like a dock or something like kind of deep but not too deep. And I'm like, oh, it's a mother load. Like well, they're... not not to let any secrets out of the bag, but a jerk bait in the weeds is really good for walls. Oh, I I figured <laughs> that one out. Think that, but no, you wouldn't. And like, that's the funniest thing, and that's what I love about inland lake walleyes is like I I can promise you I would not be doing that. I would not be throwing uh, jerk baits through the weeds out there. Right or a bobber maybe? How about yeah. a bobber? Or how about how about a bobber? A harness with the rod in hand. Dragging it over tops of weeds with just a split shot on it to catch a yeah, wall. Yeah, now that yeah. would be a fun bite. Yeah, it's hard. That's a fun bite. It's fun. Yeah, it'd be hard to dial it in. Yeah. Um. Yeah, some of these lakes you go to, it's like, oh yeah, like there's some big bass here, and then you show up tournament day, and you're like, walleye, 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 walleye. <laughs> you're like, yeah. hey, really? Leelanau, we fished Lake Leelanau this year. First time I'd ever fished it, and I caught a lot of bass in that lake. I probably should have took that bass charter there because we did well there. <laughs> The walleye was really good too, but there's a lot of big smallmouth in there. Yeah, that's that's a cool spot too. Um, yeah. Why don't let's get back to the club real quick. You guys do, and you well, you have one a big seminar coming up, but you guys do a seminar every month, is it? Yeah, so every it's the fourth Tuesday of every month at the West Walker Sportsman's Club in Grand Rapids. Um, we have usually in the springtime we get big speakers. We get you know Lance Valentine's, Ali Shakur, guys like that. Yeah. And when we pay pretty good money for them to come and talk to us and we draw good crowds because we just want people to see the club and meet the club and understand what's going on. And then throughout the year, we'll do, um, I, we have seminars every month, whether right. it's myself and some of the other guys talking about different things or, or it's, you know, big, bigger name speakers. Yep. So it's, uh, yeah, it's conversation. Tuesday. Yep. It's conversation, yep. you know, and a lot of these guys, you know, I'll tell you what, Craig, we, we talk about this. Um, about doing when we do events here at the, do at the dock, like people always ask us, you know, we do in like an open house, Hey, you can have a seminar. I, I like doing seminars, but I like the way that you guys go about that in the sense like, Hey, let's just get, to, you know, some weeks it's not going to be a big name. Let's just get together. We're going to talk, we're going to set, this is where we're going to set the direction. And then everybody can kind of chime in. You really learn a lot that way. Right. Well, we've done like, uh, we'll call them a round table where we'll have yes. eight and I'll be at one, another guy, and we'll show guys how to tie stinger hooks or how to tie yeah, a cross dude. Or, or just simple things that not everybody has had the experience or nobody's really showed them how to do it. I like to show people how to clean fish, to be honest with you, because I'm getting to the point some days where I just want to jump in and help. It's like, can I do that? Because I can't. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what I mean? It's, it's just, I, and again, it's all about helping people and teaching people. So that's some of the things we try to do at the club. Um, and then every year, sometimes every other year, we do what we call Walleye U. And that's coming up in February this year. And uh, that's where we pull in big-name speakers. We've had John Hoyer, Max Wilson. This year we're having Isaac Lakich come. Um, and it seems like we find these guys, like Isaac, just as they're really stepping up their game. Uh, two years ago we had Max. I, yeah. Not many people knew who Max Wilson was. All of a sudden he's done really well. Same with John Hoyer the year before that. So – yeah, uh, and look how he look how his career is going. Yeah, oh Hoyer's unbelievable. So Isaac Hoyer's a member of our club, by the way. Yeah, he, no shit. Well, he came to fish our Lake Erie tournament this spring with a friend of ours. Uh, my well, Derek Nykamp, who's now the president of the club. Yeah, yep. And, and long story. Anyway, he came to fish and we couldn't fish. It got canceled, but we got to hang uh, out with and talk, and you know, just just to pick that guy's brain. But it, anyway, uh, Isaac's it's nuts, he, man. Yeah, Isaac's going to be a good show. Uh, tickets are limited to 100. There's 
quite a few tickets left at this point, but they are definitely going to sell out. And it's, I believe, February 17th at DNR Sporting Goods. Randy Van Dam allows us to use one of their buildings every year. And it's a, it's an awesome thing for everybody. What, and it's what, um, how, how, uh, how much is it? And how can, you know, if, if some of these guys want to go see it, cause DNR is not very far. And guys, for those of you that don't know that are watching or listening, uh, DNR is an awesome, oh, yeah. it's, it's sports center. It's a bait shop. It's a boat. De- I mean, they've got a lot going on there. So not only it's are you going to get a good seminar, you can, <laughs> what's that? It's the home of Kevin Van Dam. So everybody's yeah. name. Yeah. That's they, what they, I mean. They do a great job there and they have a little bit of everything for everybody. And, uh, they're really starting to pour on the walleye stuff there. I've been kind of pushing on them to get some more stuff. And, and of course, the sport's growing and becoming more popular everywhere you go. So, yeah. But, yeah. So, I think tickets are $20. Might be 25 I should probably know the answer to that. I have bucks? quite tickets, but 20 bucks. Yeah. That ain't uh, bad at all. The lunch will be there. We're just asking for donations. We'll have pulled pork and, and pops and waters and chips and stuff. So, it's a good deal. And Isaac, will, he'll speak in the morning for probably three hours, and then we'll do lunch. And then we'll have raffles and cooler giveaways. We're giving away a, a Garmin Fish Finder again this year. So it's it's a pretty good deal, and it's a good time. And it, for sure, guaranteed to learn something, no oh, doubt, with like Isaac. You know, it, it, the guys that fish the, uh, that fish the, the national tour, when you're kind of on that level, you have a lot of resources. And like you talk about a network, that's the network. So it's like when you get to talk to guys like Hoyer, like Max, uh, like Isaac, we got lucky enough to meet Chase Parsons when we were at the Balmer show and, and pick his yeah. brain a little bit. But it's like, holy cow, like you want to talk about bodies of water and techniques to fish and all that. Um, you are guaranteed to learn something at that at that it's seminar for sure. And alone. Yeah, and you know, the other thing is that you're you're bound to meet a bunch of people that have the same thing in common as you. So I guarantee there's not only going to be a couple people from the east side of the state coming over there. Right. I, there's going to be a ton of people from the west side. There's going to be people from all over that all fish over. all over the place. It's just a really good way to kind of grow your network and meet people that have things in common. It is. It's going to be a busy place, and I'm, I can't wait. We're, so we, we've been doing it every other year, and I'm trying to convince these guys. There's no reason we don't do this every year. There's yeah, no it's reason. tough. It's, it doesn't take – it's not that hard. The hardest part is finding the right speaker. But right. it's not – it's not that hard to put together. It's, it's a decent, we've got a board of 11 people. You get 11 people on it. Everybody does something and, and we'll get it put together and it'll be fun. So looking yeah. forward to it. in February, yeah. what are you going to do? Ice fish. I, not, not the last three years. Probably not this year. Right. We haven't had any there's, ice here. So there's well, big walleyes to be caught. Yeah, yeah there are. Well, yeah. shoot, shoot 20 bones. That's not bad at all. You guys need you, more. We, you know what? We really do, and I don't know why we would miss it. So as long as there's not, and I can't imagine there's going to be another show, um, we probably will be there because it's not that. It's really not that far of a drive at all. No. And the people, like I'm, I, I do a lot of this stuff. Obviously, I want to hear what Isaac's got to say and take in that information. But get to talk to you guys. Get to talk to Garrett, uh, Derek, Brian. Yeah. Like I haven't seen those guys in two years. Right. You know what I mean? So we'll. I mean, we'll see each other at the show, but it's just a. It's like a, a good gathering. Yeah. So speaking of those guys, you know, they're putting in a lot of time. We talked about Muskegon Lake a little bit ago, and I just yeah. want to touch on that a little bit. If if some listeners are out there and they're looking for a giant walleye right now, from the middle of November, from about the time gun season starts in Michigan through right now, giant walleyes, 12-pound fish being caught on a fairly regular basis. Um, and there's guys like Brian and Derek and myself, and Chris Reinholdt, some of the local guys up there, 
always running charters out there and it's it's unreal now those fish aren't all local fish those fish come from all over the place we've had fish in there uh that i've been told were tagged in green bay and caught in muskegon lake so they they traveled to get there and you know how you can tell a, a green colored walleye yeah there's a great lakes walleye that's white right clean really clear so you can tell when they're fish that aren't from there because they're just yes. they're the great lakes walleyes and you, you can tell it but is we, a special bite man and honestly not a lot of people talk about it it is very it's well, underrated and yeah. under respected so we'll fish at night for them uh we have a tournament there every year i don't think we're doing it this year because or next year because we had hardly any participation it's a young guy's sport to go out there at night and the better fishing is when it's blowing and rough and cold and it's just how it is, but you'll go out there and anchor and cast husky jerks, floating or shallow diving husky jerks, and you literally retrieve that bait as slow as you possibly can. It's as painful as can be to just sit there. <laughs> if your rod tip is going like this, you're reeling too fast. You need to. It needs to feel like there's not a lure on there. Wow. And also, eight pound walleye crushes it in the dark, and you have no idea where it's at. You don't know if it's five feet from the boat, twenty five feet from the boat. It's a lot of fun, but this is what I tell everybody, and I've taken a lot of new guys there and fished it. It sucks until it doesn't. It just yeah. sucks until it doesn't. And once you start catching them, it's a lot of fun. So, that's fishing. Yeah. Like that, I mean, at the end of the day, that's we've had guys go out on the Detroit River in the middle of April, guaranteed slay day. Right. <laughs> yeah. That's what how it do? is. That's how it is this time of year, though. If you're right. If your rod tip's bending when you're lifting your jig up, you're going too fast. Too and fast. that's well, and that's one thing we always try and temper expectations. Because when you're a guide, like there can be some lofty expectations, which there should be. Well, you're, Derek, you're getting paid. To Derek had a guy show up to Muskegon this year and said, "I just hope we get our limit." <laughs> Derek's like, "Well, you know, that's not what we're here for. We're not here for limits. We're here for big right. things." And, and you know what? And there's a time to catch a limit, but right now is the time we're going to catch. You might catch the fish of your lifetime of anyone's yeah. lifetime Yeah. of anyone's lifetime. Like that's a 12 pounders. Insane. I think um, it was a 15, six or something was caught on Muskegon. Jeez. Yeah. Yeah. I think you are right. I well, think I remember that. Of, uh, Woods and water news, I believe. Yeah. 15, pounds. Um, 15. Pounds. And, and you mentioned those guys. So you got you. I know. I know. What do you think that would look like on your wall, dude? That's well, be... as big as the ones I was catching in Lake Erie. A <laughs> whale eye. Yeah. Isn't that nuts to think about that? Like you look like a, I was, I, we did, we caught a seven pounder out on St. Clair and I'm looking at this thing. And that was like when North Dakota was doing its thing where it broke the state record every week. Right. <laughs> so I was like, I'm looking at this uh, seven pounder and I'm like, God, you're half the size yeah. of, of a, a 14, 15 pounder. It's amazing. Um, yeah, it, it really is crazy. So what um what other tournament trails have you fished? What what other uh tournaments have you been on? What's what's kind of your favorite one to be a part of? Well, let's stick with Muskegon. So Muskegon has a Thursday night league in July called the Muskegon Walleye Classic. It's a fifty boat event. They're always sold out. First come, first Whoa. serve. You gotta get there early. Um I, I didn't fish it this year, but I fished it last year for the first time. And I, I live an hour and fifteen minutes from Muskegon Lake. Okay. I know Muskegon Lake enough. Yeah, I know it enough. I fish it through the club, and I know a lot of guys that, that live there and have shared information with me. But we fished that uh, two years ago, and it's every Wednesday night from 6 to 10 o'clock, or Thursday night. Well, 10 o'clock on a school night for me is kind of late, but we fished yeah. it, and it's a four-hour event. So 
you got to put some fish in the boat pretty quick. Yeah. So we went out and we used forward-facing sonar and swim baits and glide baits. Oh, and my. Tar- your language, bro. Just target fish because if you can get a couple of them, you'll be in it every time, right? It's all about just being consistent. Yeah. Well, we went out and nobody there knows us. Maybe Brian and Derek. There, not too many other guys knew who we were. They knew who we were by the time it was over because we were in second <laughs> place at the end of the four weeks. Uh, but, but we would catch a seven, eight pounder uh, or a six pounder, you know, or a couple of fours or a couple of fives and you're in it. So, yeah. Meanwhile, guys are pulling crawlers and they're catching 15 inchers and then bluegills and bass and pike. And it's like, I don't have time for bluegills and bass and pike. I just want to catch a couple of walleyes and be in it. And it was fun. And, and I, I just say that if there's guys that live near there, they should get in that. It's a lot of fun. I don't know that I'll do it again. But What's it, it called? A lot of fun. It's the Muskegon Classic. The Muskegon Classic. And it's only in July. So they do it for four weeks and then they have a championship. Uh, and the top 10 boats go to the championship. So Okay. So we made the championship. That's a cool concept. But it's fun. We got one around here out of port here on that does almost the same exact thing. Yeah, they do a night. They do the same thing. It's like a night league thing. Um, But that, yeah, that is really cool. And I don't want to um, miss it because you did mention um, the charters. There's you with my time charters. (laughs) Yeah. There's Derek Uh, with freedom charters. uh, To be caught. Brian. Oh yeah. Brian's with to be caught and Derek's freedom charters, right? Yeah. Yeah, and, and then and lots of guys up there like Chris Reinhold and yeah. Nick Doe. There's a ton of guys that fish that, and it, and it's a lot of fun. And they'll, you know, call any of them. Call me. I'll I'll go up there, too. It's just, it's fun. Twist your arm, right? Right. Call yeah. me. I'll go up there. I'll uh, go up there and fish for a 12-pounder. Ah. And actually, if we won't get ice, it, the trolling bite in, during the day picks up here, starts picking up. So that can be really good. That can be where you can do put some numbers in the boat and catch big fish. So yeah, that, that can be make a trip to Muskegon. Yeah. Hey, come on. So So, I've done that. Um, uh, I've done a couple of the NTCs, the national team championships with Cabela's. I did the Sioux St. Marie a few years ago. And then I did the Mississippi river in La Crosse, Wisconsin, which was, Oh, that's sweet. Oh, that was interesting, but yeah, uh, it's tough. It, that's really tough, and it was flooded, and it was a challenge. But what time what, of the year was that? What's that? What time of the year? Oh, uh, it was in May. They're, most of them are in May, early in the yep. year. It was flooded, bad. Like you couldn't find the wing dams; they were so flooded out. We had one team from our club, Todd Venema, which, by the way, is another captain up there that charters on uh, Third Coast Charters. Okay, he's from Muskegon, but uh, they they ended up in the top twenty-five on that and fished the final day. They did really well, but they found a wing dam that was holding fish and. And they got them to go. So, but uh, the NTC is cool. NTC next May. This May coming up out of Lorraine on Lake Erie. So that's going to be right up my alley. Oh, that's going to be a good one. Yeah, I didn't really want to fish any more of the NTCs. I've done it. It's fun, but it's just a lot, you know, trying to run a business and have a family. And but anyway, I can't pass that. I'm going to be well, there. On that note, I don't mean to interrupt you. That's that's just how much goes into tournament fishing, though, man. Like, that's the one thing we love talking to tournament guys about because it's, like, kind of hard for, like, people come into the shop and they're like, you guys fishing that tournament? Are you fishing this big tournament coming up? And it's like, yeah, we'd love to, but we got to take four days off or three days off to pre-fish. And then you got to spend gas, hotel, the two full days fishing. You're not working at all. And, like, for us, we'd rather be guiding. Right, right. Well, guiding is the guaranteed money, right? That's yeah. Where- that's for guys like Brian Bice is smart. He's like, nah, I don't want to tournament fish. I'm going to take the guarantee. But I like the competition. 
that's what I, I love to do. That. Oh yeah. And, uh, you know, even our walleye club events. So the walleye club does Detroit river in April, um, May we're in St. Clair, June, we're on Lake Erie, July, we're in all gray on Saginaw Bay, August, okay. Lake, September, Burton mullet, October, Hardy pond. So, so we make a loop all around the state. And I always say, you know, I'm not going to pre-fish this year because do I really need mm. to pre-fish Detroit River for a tournament right. that pays nothing? Right. No. But guess what? <laughs> I'm the I, first one there. <laughs> yeah. And you know what? I have to. I got to do it. It's the easiest. I shouldn't say this out loud because our wives might hear it, but they're probably not even going to be watching or listening. <laughs> we only say we have to pre-fish just so we can go fish. Right. Absolutely. And it gives me two days off work to go fish. <laughs> that's right. She doesn't yeah. think that's funny when she's in here scooping the minnows because I can go out and fish. But... <laughs> You right. got a pre-fish. Hey, but the MTC, that's a, right, that's a big deal. That's a free boat if you win that. So that's we'll, we're we're gonna be in Lorraine for a solid week pre-fishing that. Just and I I we have fun. friends in Lorraine. Uh so I think we'll be okay. But yeah, that's gonna be a fun one. But and you know, it always seems like it's a local a local guy that does well there yeah. because they're local. I mean that's that's how it is. And that's about as local as I'm gonna get to any big tournament around here is gonna be Lake Erie, so so we're in, and that, that's going to be fun. The one other event that I would love to fish, and it's on my bucket list, is the Loot, the Lake Erie Walleye Trail. Yeah, that those, would be a lot of fun. Those guys can fish, and you'd have your hands full put, trying to compete against those guys. And I'm sure a lot of those guys are going to be in the NTC in Lorraine. So guaranteed with those guys because they're good guaranteed. Fishing. That's yeah. a really that's a really really good tournament trail because there's not. I mean, I don't want to say that there's not many, but there's there's a lot of like local tournaments and stuff like that. But running a tournament trail is a hard thing to do. Keep it organized, keep all the rule. Yeah, exactly. So um it is really fun always watching the the Lake Erie Walleye Trail. They put up big numbers, man, and there's some sticks that fish that tournament. Oh, Every sure. year you look through there and it's like, Yup, 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 yup. Yeah. yeah, the guy I bought my my Ranger from, Nick Zart, he's one of them. Oh, mm-hmm. that, that Ranger's one is uh Nick. Yeah. Nick and Gary know their. <laughs> he left all the points on my Lawrence, <laughs> which is fantastic. <laughs> yeah, that's that's they've. I'll tell you what, they've built a hell of a business there on Erie. Yeah, they no. do a really good job. A lot They're of people nice. respect those guys. Yeah, yeah, they do a good job. Yeah. So. Um. So hey, we're. I told you it was going to come up quick. We're we're kind of nearing towards the end here. Okay. Um, there's a few more things that I want to ask about. First thing is, and we'll, we'll hit it again. Um, but guys, if you want to take one of these trips out to Muskegon Lake, uh, and chase these big fish, we're going to have it down below in the bio. Like we always do. Um, we're going to have captain Craig's information for my time charters. Uh, we'll also throw in Derek and Brian's stuff down there as well. Um, as far as where you can find them. So check that out. Um, Craig, what's some stuff we're looking forward to in 2024, man? Cause believe it or not, it is December 20th when we're recording this. This episode is our Christmas special because it will be coming out Monday, Christmas Day. Nice. So deck the halls. But, um, dude, what are you looking forward to in 2024? It should be another great year. It is. I, uh, I'm i actually going to lay off some of the Walleye Club tournaments in 24, and I'm going to fish the Michigan Walleye Tour. Are you going to um, do all of them? I, well, according or to try. Just- According to Jade, my buddy that owns Church Tackle, Jason and I, his wife's mad at us for fishing for plaques all the time, so she wants <laughs> to money. So we're going to try to fish them all this year. I haven't done that. I've I've uh, fished Detroit last year and had a lot of fun doing that. So yeah, yep. we're gonna, I think we're going to try to do them all and and see how that goes. And like I just got done saying, the local guys do well, and 
that's the problem with the Michigan Walleye Tour. Everybody's a local. So I know. I do have some experience at Burton Mullet, so if we do make it to their championship, that's where it's at. And I've won some tournaments there, so I, I'm really looking forward to that. Um, I'm going to try to do some seminars again this year, a lot of forward-facing sonar stuff. We're going to try to transition that into some trolling applications and different things. And, yeah, I don't know. We'll, well I'll see tell you what, man. When you guys, if you come down early at all for the uh, for your May tournament down here, we'd love to have you for a seminar out here on the dock, even if we just talk yeah. for an hour and cook up hot dogs or whatever. Yeah, um, it'd be a really good time. But um, man, it is it is going to be a good year. The Michigan Walleye Tour should be another good one. I'm going to get in their ear this year. I think we got to hit some different bodies of water in the future. Yeah. But I, it should. I agree. So Keith Keith doesn't really like big water. That's the problem. It's <laughs> not a. We're not going you know, to for a reason. He doesn't really like it that much. No, but. my thing, like, it's always big water. It's like, it, it seems like we're always out of Augre. There's always going to be one in Augre on Lake Huron. There's always going to be one in Lake Erie. There's always going to be one on Detroit. Saginaw River is really interesting. I love that they opened that up. Burton Mullet. Going to the Sioux is freaking tough, man. That's a really, really tough fishery for a lot of guys, especially, like, you see the national guys come in, and yeah. it's 40 miles runs. Like, yeah. You can make that run, but there's not a lot of guys that are making that run. You know, I fished that in the NTC at the Sioux, and that I blew my uh, mind. Pre-fishing, my, my mind was blown. I'm like, you got to yeah, be kidding me. It, it, and, you know, the other thing, like I was talking with uh, our buddy Roy, but there's so many different baits. So, like, you fish it in the summer. If you're using live bait, there's so many different bait zones and restrictions and stuff like that. It's like, that, yeah. that's a tough fishery. Um, I'd <laughs> like to see some more inland lakes. I think that'd be cool. But how many boats can you put on an inland lake? You know what I mean? And there. <laughs> There's like, I would love to get them out here, but then you think about that, where would you have it? Right. Cause a lot of our launches over here are small. So where are you going to put 150 boats? Where would people stay? Yeah. Problem there. Yeah. And that's always the tough thing. So it's like, um, there's definitely a lot of obstacles to get them to go places, but I do think, and I hope it's growing. You know what I mean? I, their, their videos this year were really good. Jordan did an awesome job getting content for the walleye tour and stuff like that. So I know we're doing Detroit next year for sure. Yeah. Um, we want to do Saginaw, uh, as long as we're not tied up doing anything there. We'll see the summer ones get tough, right? May and June get really tough, but yeah. it, it, I see good things happening for it. Yeah, no, for sure. It, it'll be fun. I, I look forward to it and I know a lot of the guys already, and we've had a couple people calling us that want to work together, of course. And it's like, you oh, got yeah. to do that with, but it'll be fun. It's again, it's networking and. And I have a lot of friends in the fishing community, and I think it'll be a good time. So looking for the whatever yeah, else. And, and that's a good group. Like those guys that – a lot of guys that fish a lot of the MW – like because there's a lot of locals that hit every tournament, kind of like what we did last year with just the Detroit one. And then there is a group that kind of goes through, and it's like if you and Jason put together a good plan and you grind out four good events, like you probably yeah. are going to find yourself in the championship. And realistically on Burton Mullet, you've got – like you guys have a great shot, forward-facing sonar experience. Oh, be, yeah. It should be a cool year, man. Yeah, no, I'm looking forward to it. What um, you turn them in fish. You've got the church tackle on. Who do you like to represent, man? Who are the companies that back you? Who make it possible? So yeah, so Walleye Nation Creations. I run a lot of their stuff. Uh, their glide baits have their place. I I run jig and wraps also, and they don't always like me saying that, but but it's true. You know, a lot of the glide bait stuff is is fall rate and time of year and water temperature and stuff like that. So Wally Nation, uh, DNR Sporting Goods, of course, they're always good to me. I've been going there my whole life. Uh, I also do all their plumbing. So 
I take care of them. They they try to yeah. take care of me. Um, and church tackle is a big part of what I do. I represent them at all the shows. Uh, Jason Julian, the owner, is a really good friend of mine. He's a, uh, an upstanding member of our walleye club. He's angler of the year again this year. That's two years <laughs> in a row. So, uh, yeah, we like talking about their stuff and and pushing it and promoting it and trying to bring it to the east side of the state a little bit. And Lake Erie, we're starting to gain some traction down in Ohio with some guys. And, and it's fun. It's just fun being part of something like that. My, yes. my wife is, is great and it's been awesome, but it's fun to be part of the fishing community. And I, I'm really starting to enjoy that quite it's a bit. It's a family, dude. It's it, seriously, it, it's a family. It is. Yeah. Like you guys go to that show and I saw you guys there last year set up in the church booth. And that's like, you guys know what to expect again this year. Yep. Looking forward to it again this year. And I'll tell you what, man, they're doing some really good things at church. We talked about it like yeah. before we started recording. Their social media, it, it looks good. Yeah, they're the they're new doing booth. new – what's that? The, the new booth at the show is just outstanding. They oh, did a good job with that. They modernized everything, which no offense to the old church tackle, but, I mean, right. eventually you need to roll over, right? Yeah, new logo. And I so I this spring I spent some time uh, being the camera boat for a photographer that we brought up, Jason brought up from uh, South Carolina – and it was pretty funny just being the camera, but like we literally drove around while he's videotaping planer boards, which seemed kind of weird, but it really turned out good. If you go to their website and look at some of that stuff, churchtackle.com, it's pretty neat. And, and it takes, there's a lot to it. It takes a lot of work to get that content and put that stuff out there. So yeah. I enjoy helping out. I have fun doing it. And it's, yeah, it's just fun being part of all that stuff. What, what do we always hear? Oh, it's, just, it's just a plastic board. Right. It's just, a, <laughs> yeah, right. It's like, okay. All right. Try and, that. Go, go and, cut yourself a piece of wood and see how it works. Right. And our, our pro staff, we have a great group of guys. There's a lot of good guys in this group. And uh, a lot of guys will send in pro staff videos and just different tricks and techniques. And, and it's just a ton of fun. And, and it's just fun being part of that. So just another way to network and group of guys to be a part of. And it's hard to beat. Yeah, man. That's what we're blessed for every day. Yeah. It's like, you know, and sometimes like running your own bait shop, doing this and, and building it up. It's like, yeah, the pay is not always fantastic, but what we get to do behind the scenes and stuff is so it's like you talked about it, saying no to certain things and, and doing certain things. It's, yeah. it's cool. And like we said, we've, we've met the best people ever. And, and you were really into it doing the salmon side of tournaments. And now it sounds like you're about to head right back into it with the walleye side of things and all that yeah. stuff. But, um, the last thing I want to end with is something that we ask all of our guests. I think it's pretty cool. But what is what is some advice you'd give to anybody age 6 to 60 on getting into fishing or getting into the industry or anything like that? What is some advice you think is valuable? So I would say the most valuable thing for me is just have a group of friends that you can talk to and network with. We've been, we keep saying network, but that is a huge deal. I'll have people call me that just know me from Facebook. They'll text mm -hmm. me, hey, uh, saw you at Lake Erie. Where should we go? And, <laughs> and I, I know these guys just from Facebook. I've never actually met them. I'll tell them exactly where to go. I'll tell them exactly how to do it. And that's honestly how you get a good name in the industry, right? Be nice to people. Uh, the younger guys, pay attention, to the, especially the young kids. Get, get in with somebody that has it together and learn from them and just pay attention and offer to help and and be helpful, right? I have guys that will come and fish with me and they'll just stand there and watch you clean the boat. And they'll stand there and watch you carry the garbage over to the, no, be helpful. Be the guy that is like, Hey, what can I do? What, what do you want? Yeah. Me to do? Because that'll get you somewhere, you know, and it's no different in my industry, right? In my, in yep. my business, be busy all the time. 
but but most importantly i think networking with other people and and uh just doing what you can to help other people goes a long ways because it'll come back to you yeah that's what joe says be the report yeah i love that man i i i really do and i think you said something that says a lot about your character and a lot about you as an individual and a pro staffer me and louie talk about this again all the time we have a lot of time to talk you said something in there talking about how you represent walleye nation creations and then you threw the jigging wrap in there and you talked about how you know walleye nation creation might not like that what i respect about that and i think companies are starting to respect about that we talked about that how social media is all cut up it's perfect it's cute there's no way in the world that you can only use Walleye Nation Creations and catch fish only on Walleye Nation Creations. Now, and, with that well, being said, and they know that, and they're yeah. okay with it. Yeah, right. And that and that's the thing is they're like, hey, we understand it, but their rip and glide is very unique. It does have a much slower fall rate. It's got a it's got a totally different profile. Right. The reapers speak for themselves. Louis, have you heard of a Walleye Nation Creation reaper in the walleye world the last couple of weeks? <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> I think it just keeps breaking records in South Dakota, but sometimes a fish might bite a bandit. I think that, I think that means a lot. And I really like to highlight that stuff because it's like, it's true. You know what I mean? Like you, you love that company, but. And those guys, those guys totally understand that. I actually had some conversations with them about it because. They're really cool guys, man. Yeah. Throughout, but throughout my, uh, so we do a lot of those write-ups in the walleye club and they go in our newsletter and some of these guys are like, Hey, you keep saying jig and wrap. I'm like, you know what I do, but I gotta be honest with you. I got to have that fast fall rate and I'm going to run, I'm going to run the rip and glides, but it's going to be when they got it. Like right now, when you pull them over, you don't have to hit the bottom and they just glide slowly. They work great. So there's times for it. And and those guys totally understand that. They're really good guys. Fun to talk to at the show and everything else. Yeah. Yeah. There we've dealt with, we've talked to them at one show and we've talked to them a lot over email. I really, really want to get their stuff in here. We've just been, it's just so hectic, but their death jig is a really cool product. Their crawler harnesses look really good. Um, they've, they've got a lot of really cool products, um, but you're right. And the other thing is it's your credibility. Yeah. If, if we tell somebody to buy this color, or if you tell someone to buy a rip and glide, they're going to buy the rip and glide. They're going to go out and use it, not catch a fish, never use it again. Right. But if you represent rip and glide, you tell them that you're catching them on a jig and wrap. So they catch them on a jig and wrap. The second you tell them to buy a rip and glide, now they're on it. Then they're right. catching fish, dude. That goes a such a long way. Yeah, for sure. Well, that's why sure. walleye fishing is getting so expensive. All these new companies coming out with good baits. You got to have that bait. You got to have this bait. You got to have that color. Yeah. 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 Well, I'm going we to have another. We don't have another hour to dive into that, Louie. I need a dinghy to pull the boat for all the lures that I got to bring with me. Yeah. I'm telling you, man. And then if you got, well, and then, and then now there's, now there's lures. So we got our lures. Well, we need custom lures. We got to yeah. have the we got to have the custom colors. What the hell? Anyways. It's like, oh, but then I filled up a tackle box. Well, I need a new one. Well, I can't have an empty tackle box. No, it's an addiction, man. It is. It's an addiction. We get to see it here in person. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, it's, um, it's clean. It's healthy, right? Yeah. Something. Yeah. That's why you talk about getting the younger kids into it. You know, we're from we're we're here in Marine City, Marysville, but we're in small towns, which means we have small town problems. And yeah, for those of you that know what small town problems are, you get what I'm talking about. Yeah. Um, so if we can get these kids on the water fishing and if you can get them out on the water at night, casting for night eyes and casting for walleyes instead of doing whatever shenanigans they're up to. Yeah, look uh, what Detroit walleye stalkers are doing. Fixing I'm telling you, dude, and, and fixing to fish. Yeah, that's an awesome program. Our wall, also our wallet globe. I didn't mention we have a youth event every year in July on Muskegon Lake. 
in the last two years, we've had upwards of 70 plus kids come to that. Wow. It's so cool, man. It's so cool to see all these people. Like we do, uh, we have, a uh, our buddy Matt here does a kid's, uh, competition. It's a free contest in the summer. Same thing. We had it up to almost a hundred kids and then COVID happened. Um, and last year we had it back up to like 80 kids and, and we, we obviously support that. If you guys ever need anything for your kids derby or giveaways for your kids thing, reach out to us, dude, because it's the best thing that we can do to grow our sport. For sure. Yeah. Otherwise you're raising those walleyes for nothing because odds are you're going to continue to raise them and you're not even going to get to see the boom. Right. No, for sure. It's awesome thing. Um, so, Hey man, I really appreciate you taking time out of your day. I know you're really busy. Um, we finally got some time in between fishing and hunting and work to, to make this happen. I'm really glad we did. Yeah. for Um, sure. Is there anything I missed? Is there anything else that you wanted to touch on or talk about? I don't think so. I think we, we covered most of it. Yeah. If, uh, guys are interested to look up the walleye club, come check us out, especially come look to walleye U. That's a, that's a good, uh, good, good point to where we're at in this club. So come see us for sure. They can reach out to myself or look at, look, just look it up and you can reach a board member. Everybody's got tickets. Yeah. And I'll have, I'll have some of your information as far as like your, your guide business and stuff. That'll be down below in the description. Um, for anyone that wants to look it up, I'll actually see if I, if I can find the link to that walleye U, which I think I know where it's at. Yep. I'll link that down below in the description as well. We'll make it easy on these guys. Yeah. We'll yeah. make it easy on no excuses for the folks. Right. Right. Um, Louie, what do the people have to do? Like, share, and subscribe. Easy as that, guys, and it's still free. It's still free to like, share, and subscribe. We're continuing to grow. I know you guys are waiting for video of us out in the boat. We have a major project going on that we're ready to debut at the show, Um, so that's putting a little hamper in it, but I have a jigging and a trolling episode coming out. promise I'll get it out to you guys. Craig, thank you again, brother. I will see you January 11th at the fishing show. You will. I'm looking forward to it. Um, And, hey, real quick, just so people can put a name with a face, you're going to be in the church tackle booth? Yes. Yep. Go find Captain Craig, guys. He's going to be in the church tackle booth at the fishing show. It is Christmas Day that you guys are watching this. Merry Christmas. Y'all have a happy new year, and we'll see you next week. Adios. Craig, stay on the line. Okay. Adios. Mm -hmm.